welcome to issue 24 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel, and joining me today is Steve. Hi, Daniel. How are you, sir? I'm, uh, it's very early today, I'm, I'm, but I'm doing well. This is a, a morning cast, and we are definitely uh, maybe not morning villains. No, I, I, I mean, the early villain gets the hero. Is that I, the saying? That is the saying. And uh, unfortunately uh, for us, Steve, Mustafa can't be with us today. I guess he's probably still in his villain cocoon. But you know what? Let's use one of our spy satellites to check in on him in his secret lair. Wait. Hold on. Okay, there he is. A villain must be a thing of power, handled with delicacy and grace. He must be wicked enough to excite our aversion, strong enough to arouse our fear, human enough to awaken some transient gleam of sympathy. He must triumph in his downfall, yet not barbarously nor with contempt. And the close of his career must be in harmony with all its previous development. That quotes from Agnes Replier, a writer, and these are words that FFG should really take to heart. So, Steve, a whole lot of things are happening in the LCG world and in the Marvel world and the Critical Encounters world because you have to be a, live, a villain living under a rock to not have heard of LCG Con that's coming up at the end of this month. I'm excited. I'm super excited. So, Living Card Game uh, Convention. Uh, the talks were, of course, begun by our beloved Wandering Took, but... Uh, all the three cooperative games, Lord of the Rings, Arkham Horror, and Marvel Champions have cobbled together a really intense and awesome schedule, which will be up shortly for people to see. Maybe by the time this is out, it's already there. Um, but some of the things that we're involved in, um, we have an arch villain Thursday night. Uh, so on Thursday night, Steve, you, and Mustafa and I will be hosting for some lucky lucky people who've signed up are arch villain mode for this game. Yeah, that's going to be kind of fun to watch the villains uh, oh. destroy those heroes. Absolutely destroy. We've, we've, we've tested this a little bit, and um, it is not easy. Uh, a thinking arch villain who is able to um, dole out encounter cards? Yeah, that's... Yeah, it should be fun. should be fun. Oh, my goodness. Um... So then we're also involved, you and I, Steve, on Friday night, there's a pub trivia, um, kind of a, a, a mix of Zoom and uh, the app Kahoot for taking quizzes. Um, we're building that for Friday night. Uh, Steve, you and I will be a couple of the MCs of that event, uh, joined for sure by Carlos from Dexelsior and maybe some others. Uh, that would be great. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, and you, we have a sign-up sheet on our Facebook page for the Archvillain Night, um, and the Trivia Night sign-up is probably going to be happening somewhere else in the more uh, the the Discord. I'm guessing that Wandering Tuke will already have that set as a sign-up thing in the Discord channel about LCG Con. Would you agree to that? Yeah, I think that's the case. Okay. And this uh, pub trivia is going to be fun since it's going to encompass all three of the games. All three games, like multiple <laughs> rounds. Yeah. Yeah, you want a team that. 
plays a little bit of all three games, I think. So that'll, that'll be a lot of fun. That's right. You, you can't have the Lord of the Ring nerds and do well. You know, yeah. you got you got to branch out. You um, have all the nerds. You got to have every, every <laughs> sub-nerd genre, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a delightful, fun time, I think. Should be fun. Um, so, yeah. so, this morning, we have a uh, shadow of the past. Um, we're going all the way back to the corset, Steve. Yeah, we're almost done with the corset, but not quite. Yeah, not quite. Who are we learning about tonight? Tonight, we're going to talk about Spider-Man's nemesis, Vulture. Vulture. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think Vulture actually is the first nemesis minion that I actually had come out on the table and had to play against um, way back when we, I first got the game. So Yeah, I think that's true for me as well. Yeah. And I had uh, never heard of him. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flat out say it. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to learn a lot about him tonight. Yeah, we have two vultures. Um, Adrian Toombs. Okay. I think is how we're going to say it. Now, we did see the vulture in the MCU version of the Spider-Man movies, uh, played by Michael Keaton. Uh, but we're not going to talk about him because that is a fairly different version than what we get in the comics. Okay. So the vulture we're going to talk about was first debuted in Spider The Amazing Spider-Man number two in May of 1963. <clears throat> so, okay. Yeah. And if you do a look up for uh, Vulture on, say, like um, Marvel Unlimited or whatever, you're going to get over 300 appearances of Vulture. So he's around a lot uh, over the years. So uh, my never having heard of him says a lot about me. It in does. Terms, it says God, you're going to need crazy. you're going to need a teammate <laughs> in that trivia who knows the Marvel stuff. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> um. Since he uh, he the, the vulture in the car- comics, he's he wears a green suit, and he's an old guy with a bald head and a big nose, so he looks like a vulture as well. Um, mm. So they really were were uh, you know defining this role uh, just by his looks. So he's old, like pretty old, like well past retirement, beyond his golden eight years old. Sure. Um, and uh, what struck me early on reading, because I did a lot of um, reading Vulture uh, in the comics, and it kind of struck me as a little odd. You have Peter Parker, who is like this high school student, uh, pretty nerdy back then. He wears he wears glasses in school, but not when he's Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, and he gets picked on at school by all the other kids because he's kind of uh, meek and mild-mannered and and everything and but he's just a high school kid and then there's this really old guy who just keeps trying to beat him up uh so there's this weird generational thing it's like just leave the kid alone already dude like you know it, i don't know it, it was a little so, odd some so of the reading peter parker's bullied at school and then some random old dude like <laughs> as he's walking home and like well the vulture fighting spider-man it's like you know the vulture's like in his late sixties or seventies or something, and then Peter Parker's in his teens, and they're duking it out. You know, and the, I just kept thinking, this old guy just keeps beating up on this kid. Like, if he did that now, you'd go to jail like super easy. Yeah. But I wonder what what's Vulture's problem. I guess you're gonna get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. All right, so that's just something that struck me. So um, when he shows up, <laughs> in, he, he shows up in the issue number two. No backstory, no origins, 
no explanation, just there he is. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think I think that's probably something we saw a lot in the early 60s is here's a villain and we'll figure out why he's a villain later. Uh, okay. And we don't get well, his... got this cool concept art line around or something? Yeah, uh, we're, we're making up this new new art. Um, right. I, I did read a piece of trivia that says uh, Stanley wanted Vulture to be a very heavyset guy and the artist who was doing who was doing the the vultures art actually decided to make him skinny because he could fit in the panels better and take up less space on the page. So that's just practical art right there. Right there. Uh, I appreciate so, it. Yeah. So he shows up with no backstory. We just learn his name and we learn that he can fly without making any sounds. Uh, he doesn't, you don't hear him. Nobody can hear him coming. And uh, after a little bit of spider, Ingenuity, Spider-Man discovers that he's not really flying, but he's hovering because his wings and his suit and his harness actually is like a magnetic device that allows him to stay afloat through magnetism. So there's no mechanical pieces like wings flapping or anything. So Interesting. All right. So right away, Vulture's, Vulture battles Spidey, drops Spider-Man in a water tower, and Spider-Man nearly dies. Right then, he happens to be out of web fluid. He can't get purchase on the side of the inside of the tower because it's too slick, and he's nearly killed like right at the beginning. Um, but he manages to escape using his super strength and stuff like that. Sure. And Spider-Man just figures out just from one issue, he figures out that Vulture's flying on magnetic wings. So he goes back to school and he uses the school's equipment and he invents an anti-magnetic inverter device. That he can use to disable Vulture's wings. Just like that. Boom. And to Um, think that the football players would pick on him. Right. Right. Okay. Now, in a later issue, (laughs) uh, in a a revamped version called Chapter 1, where some new writers remix the originals, they go back and they basically rewrite the entire Spider-Man meeting Vulture with a lot of the same themes and stories and panels and stuff. But in this one, Spider-Man... Uh, has a scientist friend and he gets the anti-magnetic inverter from the scientist friend. He doesn't make it himself. I see. So I think it's more fun if he makes it himself. But Yeah, me too. So Spider-Man uses it. Yeah, he, he, he's okay. quite a genius. So he makes the inverter. He fights Vulture again. He uses the thing, disables Vulture's wings. He captures tombs and he sends them off to jail. So in like two or three issues, Vulture's out of the picture and off to jail he goes. So other than picking on a kid, what are Vulture's crimes that he can go to jail for? His main thing is he's a he's just a criminal. He goes after he goes after the diamond exchange. He rob he's robbing banks, uh, okay. things along along those lines. So one of the interesting pieces is Vulture is the first costumed criminal that fights Spider Man. Before that, Spider Man's just fighting street thugs and normal crooks. And just run-in-the-mill criminals. Excellent. Okay. And a lot of those early villains don't have grandiose plans. They're just criminals with extra power, right? Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, he just he goes after the diamonds and things like that. So once you take a suit off of him, he's kind of just an old man. Toombs is in jail. Adrian's in jail. Mm-hmm. And he nearly dies while he's in jail. Uh, which we learn later on is because another inmate 
poisons him or does does something to him to, to try to kill him off. And this this other cellmate is named Blackie Drago. Great name. Yeah, he, he has another first name somewhere, but um, they always put Blackie in quotes. I'm uh, guessing it's not Ivan. It's not, it's not <laughs> Ivan. Yeah, it's too bad. Uh, so Blackie convinces Adrian to tell him where his wings are kept because Adrian has a set of spare set of wings hidden. So before Adrian dies, he transfers all his knowledge to Blackie and Blackie breaks out of jail or he gets out of jail. He goes, collects Vulture's wings and becomes the new Vulture. And Blackie's like in his prime. He's like, he's in his thirties. He's very healthy. He's uh, rough and tumble. And he's, he's, you know, uh, he's not an older gentleman. All right. Um, and Blackie goes on a crime spree. Spider-Man intercepts him, and he almost instantly loses to Spider-Man and gets sent right back to jail. <laughs> Good. So he he can't quite use the wings yet. He's he underestimates Spider-Man's strength, that sort of stuff. So Vulture Two, he's done. He's back in jail. Okay. Uh, yeah. So some time passes, and it turns out that Adrian is actually alive. Surprise. Right before he dies, Blackie tells him, Haha, I'm the one who tried to kill you, and now you gave me your wings. And that forces Adrian to have like a will to survive, and he pushes through the final stages of, you know, on his deathbed, and he manages to not die. So he manages to stay alive just to Love get it. revenge on Blackie. Love it. Great. Okay. He's alive. Uh, there's all kinds of like little adventures and stuff, but the big piece here is uh, Vulture helps to found the Sinister Six. Okay. Which will survive until modern day. And it goes through several incarnations. You have the Sinister Seven, the Sinister Twelve, and... But always Sinister. Always Sinister. And those are guys like Rhino and Shocker and Doc Octopus and Vulture and, like, all those uh, superheroes that are kind of in that Spider-Verse. I think we've brought up the Sinister something-something in every one of our Shadow of the Past episodes, haven't we? Yeah, almost. Just about. You've got the Master Steve Evil and the Sinister Six. Those are like the two big evil organizations. There seems to be overlap sometimes, too. Yeah, there's a a lot. Uh, Hammerhead. Yeah, Hammerhead. Tombstone. I mean, a lot of these guys we've talked about are members of one or the other at some time. So the Sinister Vulture is a member of the Sinister Six from the early 60s all the way up until 2011. And he is the only villain... Uh, who has been part of the Sinister Six, 7 and 12, the entire, what, what is that, uh, 50 years, except for one other villain. So I'm going to have you, can you guess who the other oh villain God. is who is consistently a member of the Sinister Six? My God. Other than Vulture. How am I supposed to know this? We have talked about this character. Oh, we have, okay. We have, yes. Now this could also be a really good question for Trivia Night. It could be. So how about I guess, but you don't have to tell me if I'm right. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to guess that it is... I'm going to guess Tombstone. Do you want me to tell you, yes or no? Or shall we save it for those people who are going to join us on Trivia Night? Well, is if it, I... Is, is I, this I'm, guessing I'm, I'm guessing I'm wrong. So I'll, I'm happy to know if I'm wrong. How's that? Okay, you are wrong. All right. Okay. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> All right, but don't say who it is. Let's don't say it. who it is. Okay, we'll leave it. So if you're listening to this and you join us for Trivia Night, you might have a leg up on one of the questions, maybe. You know who it's not. 
Right. Okay, so eventually we come back. Eventually we get a backstory. In a much more recent issue, we get a backstory of Adrian Toomes. So when he's young, his parents die during his early years, and he's raised by his older brother, Marcus. And Adrian is very intelligent. His teachers you know, say he's, he's very brilliant. He actually is a genius, um, a Marvel genius. Uh, but his brother, Marcus, becomes a paraplegic after a motorcycle incident. The tables get turned where Adrian now has to take a look after his older brother instead of his older brother looking after him. And at one point, his brother asks Adrian to kill him. He's like, push me into the Hudson River. Just put me out of my misery. I'm weak. Weakness can't be allowed to survive. It's unacceptable. I can't take it. And this kind of gets woven into Adrian's core at an early age. Weakness is not acceptable. You can't be weak. So to show weakness is bad, don't be weak. Okay. And that's kind of where the vulture part of that He's he he doesn't like to show weakness, so he likes to exert his dominance over things, both in, with his intelligence and his suit, his power. So, okay. uh, Adrian becomes an electrical engineer and an inventor. He joins. He starts a business with Gregory Beesman. The two of them make electronics firm, and it's going pretty good. This is where Toombs first develops his electromagnetic harness that allows him to fly. But his excitement over his new invention gets cut short because he discovers, oh, Bestman. Bestman was embezzling money from the company. Uh-huh. So Toombs confronts Bestman, and he f- discovers that long-term exposure to his magnetic suit actually enhances his physical power. So oh. he, he has this increased strength, um, and he beats up Bestman. Bestman fires Toombs and takes full control of the company. So Toombs retires to a little farm on Staten Island, which he will later use uh, as a base of operations as the vulture. He'll fly out of a silo off of Staten Island and go harass Manhattan. Awesome. Uh, yeah. um, so right. in the meantime, Bestman sells the company. Toombs says, uh, decides he wants his money for his share. He goes and ransacks the office, steals his money back, has his revenge on Bestman. Um, and and that's where he says, boy, this was really good. I like doing this. I don't think I'll become a costume criminal. And the vulture is born. Interesting that he didn't decide, based on his backstory and all this, to be a costumed hero. Yeah, because heroes show weakness because they have compassion and empathy and things like that. And that's, not, that's no good. That is no good. That just gets in the way. Absolutely right. Yep. So he has plenty. There's like 300-some references. He's in a ton of stories, lots of lines, um, mostly in Spider-Man things, but he does some does some other stuff. I read a great little series called Identity Disc where he's teamed up with Deadpool and Bullseye and guys like that. So that it's kind of fun. And they they touch more on some of his intelligences and engineering skills in that. Uh, but the, the other guys uh, do pick on him for being old. So. Okay. Yeah, that is a key feature of being the vulture. He's old. Yeah, but so some of his powers, he can fly because of his harness. Yep. Long-term exposure to his harness has given has now given him like super strength and limited ability to hover without his harness, like very small oh, amounts. Okay. Yeah, so he doesn't have to have it, but he can't do it for very long or very effectively. Um, and he's a super genius, or at least a genius, and uh, that's vulture. Right on. I, I like him. He seems a little bit like sort of, you know, he, he avoids a standard generic villain thing, you know, like through the age. Like, I like that. 
I like that he's an old guy. You know? Yeah. Yep. Um, There's still hope for us. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We have not aged out of costume. Right. We get. We just need to invent some floating wings, and we're good to go. Yeah. The problem is not born a genius for me. Hmm. Like I'm. I'm really not that bright. So, hmm. Well, let's let's talk about his cards. Yeah. Let's talk about this nemesis set. Okay, so we're going to talk about his Spider-Man's nemesis. That's going to give us five total cards, four unique ones, plus the obligation. You want to do the obligation? Sure, I'll, I'll read eviction notice for Peter Parker. Give it to the Peter Parker player. You may flip to alter ego form and choose one. Exhaust Peter Parker, remove eviction notice from the game, or discard a card at random from your hand. This card gains surge, and then discard this obligation with two uh, loose icons. We can just go ahead and, uh, I don't know, like... Find any past audio, what Mustafa says about these cards, and just insert it here. I, I find that this one, like all others, doesn't really give you a choice because 99% of the time you'll pick the first bullet, not the second bullet. If only to get this thing out of the, out of the game. Uh, it doesn't seem like the penalties um, in right. the second bullet are light enough or the penalty in the first bullet is heavy enough, i.e. exhaustion. And I think they all say exhaust. Um, they do. That, that, there's, yeah, that there's a difference. And the difference is it either get, exits the game or comes back to haunt you. Right. So you'll pick the option that'll make it go away. What aspect do you like playing Spider-Man with the most? I have played him with protection, and I find that with his Spider-Sense, where you get to draw a card when you defend, high defense, wanting to exhaust, to defend, maybe even for other people. So then the eviction notice might come up more often when you are exhausted, kind of like Black Panther. So that second piece of it might hit Spider-Man more often than other other heroes. That is true. Um, I kind of enjoy playing uh, Spider-Man in leadership. Okay. So, but, but yeah, I don't, I mean, to be, you know, to be perfectly honest, Steve, I don't really play Spider-Man anymore. Even though yeah. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I haven't played him recently. But when I did play him, I would even, regardless of aspect, I would defend a lot with him. He often has his rent pass due. Yeah. And it's not too bad. I mean, you discard one card, gain surge. Eh. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it, but it is standard issue obligation. Yes, it definitely is. So, um, we did see, I'm going to, we're going to go new here. I don't know if you uh, took a look at the FFG release article for K- the Once in the Future Kang. Steve, I did, and I didn't know if it was appropriate to bring it up here, but... I think here's an okay spot, because in that article, they have new obligations Yep. that stay in play, and some of them sit there and do things, and... Yep, they're very different. Yeah, they don't necessarily go to a specific hero, so if you draw them, you're going to have to play them. I think that's going to mix things up with the obligation cards a little bit. I even watched the uh, Fantasy Flight stream where Caleb was interviewed by Evan Johnson talking about these. And Caleb kind of talked about how he was not sad, but they, they, they realized that they had trained the player into thinking obligations kind of all work the same way or you deal with them the same way. Um, he didn't, they didn't mean to, but <laughs> it turned out <laughs> um, that we expect a certain thing out of obligations. So we're going to have to untrain ourselves with and future Kang. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. All right. 
But let's get to the star of the show here, Steve. All right, Vulture. He is a unique minion with one scheme, three attack, four hit points, and the criminal trait. Mm-hmm. He has the keyword quick strike. After this minion engages your hero, it attacks. It has two boost icons. And, and great the, flavor text. Yeah, I'm faster, stronger, and smarter than 100 men my age. So that's pretty good. And it's probably true. Yeah, I think so. Might be a factual statement. So I first, I love the thematic quick strike. If you can't hear him coming, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Right? But why does a genius only have one scheme? Probably because his schemes involve just robbing a bank. He doesn't really have much. Uh, then again, I don't know. He has some interesting. One of his schemes where he goes to rob the diamond mine, he sends letters to all the police stations, the diamond exchange and the banks and Spider-Man and everybody says, I'm going to steal this stuff tomorrow and you can't stop me. So everybody's out there waiting, watching helicopters in the sky. Everybody's on rooftops and he comes up through the sewers and takes the diamonds because you weren't expecting that. So it could be. That's, that's easily a two scheme right there. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think, <laughs> I think so. And then he flies off through the sewers. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, he, he's all right. It's okay. I, I, I wish that all of these nemesis villains had quick strike, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he gets to come out and hit you for three, no matter what, right? He's come no out and hit you for three. So I was talking with Kennedy Hawk from the Marvel Champions Monthly Podcast, a great show everybody should go listen to. Absolutely. And he was telling me a story about Vulture because he knew we were going to be talking about him, where he was in a three-player game, and Vulture popped up, you know, came out, quick striked, and killed the Spider-Man player. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because you know, he had defended already, was exhausted, couldn't do anything, so came out, killed the Spider-Man player. What happens when you lose, all your cards that you are engaged with move off to either like the first player or whoever's next in line, right? So Vulture moved an engaged player number two and then attacked player number two because of the quick strike after this minion engages your hero. Oh so he then killed player number two. And it happened again, and he went to player number three and killed player number three. That can't possibly be true. Kennedy really wanted to come on and talk about this, but he couldn't make it. Oh. It was one of those games where they're all at three or less health. They're all tapped out. They're having a hard game as it is. And then, boom, Vulture comes out. Wham, wham, wham. Just took everybody out. I thought I that's... loved to be in that moment. Yep, oh, me too. Even as a player, I've been like, that was the greatest thing ever. That was a... Yep, definitely. Yeah. So you got to watch that quick strike, right? If Thor pulls him over with his uh, or use that aggression card, get over here, whatever it is, he's yeah, going to attack you when it comes over. So that quick strike is pretty fun. Oh, my God. That is that's delicious. Yeah. What a beautiful thing that must have been to see. Yeah. Vulture swooping around the table, just wiping everybody out. Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you about his uh, his uh, scheme. His side yeah. scheme. Okay. It's called Highway Robbery. I guess going back to what you were saying about where, where he uses his genius. And, uh, well, in this art, he really does look pretty old. Yeah. He like, yeah. looks crotchety, even. Yeah. All right. So, Highway Robbery is a side scheme. When revealed, each player places a random card from their hand face down here. When defeated, return each face down card to its owner's hand. It comes with an uh, acceleration token and three, three threat per player. With three boost icons, which are pretty standard in side schemes, I think. Yeah, for the Nemesis ones, definitely. Um, all right. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it does what it says it's going to do, right? He's stealing from you. 
Yep. And if you can beat him up, you can get your stuff back. I like that. And it could be that you're, uh, I mean, he could really take a bad thing from you. Yeah, since it's ra- it's random, it's going to be whatever card you really don't want him to take. Yep. And I could see, I could also see that he takes some, something that you don't care about. Your second copy of Endurance or something. And you just like, let this sit for a while. An acceleration token is not that big of a deal. Yeah, d- depending on when maybe it shows up. Um, sure. In solo, it's only three threat, so you know it's not not too bad. I mean, it, I like it. It's good. Yeah. It could. It, it's one of those. It's, it's a really fun card because it's like the actual effect it could have is wide ranging. You know, like how fun would it be if he steals Mjolnir and Captain America's shield? <laughs> and I don't know. Uh, Suit piece for Black Panther. That Gamma Slam you've been. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, we have to go beat up the Vulture. He has our best stuff. Um, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, sweeping Swoop. That's hard there, to say sometimes. Sweeping Swoop. There are two of these in the deck. It is a treachery. When revealed, stun your hero. If Vulture's in play, this card gains Surge. And it has a special boost icon, which reads, if this activation deals damage to a friendly character, stun that character. All right. I like uh, it. Yeah. He just comes in out of nowhere. Wham. He stuns you. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a stun you. That's going to be a tempo hit. If Vulture's out, you get another card, which is pretty nice. I don't know how often that would happen, but. And then its boost effect is probably weaker than its when revealed effect, because uh, a lot of times, you know, people are trump blocking or things, so maybe your yep. ally is going to die anyways, but maybe not. So, yeah, yeah, it's got a nice picture of Spider-Man getting beat up. Gotta love that. It's like he's stepping on his, like his, he's knocking the wind out of him. Yeah, it's like he's stunning him. He's stepping right on his gut. <laughs> Oof. Well, the last card in this Nemesis set, Steve, is the Vulture's Plans. It's a treachery. When revealed, discard one card at random from each player's hand. Place one threat on the main scheme for each different resource type discarded this way. Huh. Okay. Oh, and two boost icons. It's interesting. Yeah, there's only one of them. Yeah. And his theme, I guess, is the random discard, huh? Yeah, he's going to steal from you, and when he does that... He advances his own agenda. Right. Yeah, he's got kind of a split theme, right? He's going to show up and knock you, knock the wind out of you real quick, or he's going to take something of yours. Yep. Hmm. Okay. And put it in that little purple bag he carries around. Yes. <laughs> that he doesn't zip up. That he doesn't, yeah. He just lets it fall all over. Uh, if you were to get Highway Robbery and the Vultures playing, like in a two-player game, you lose two cards out of your hand. Um. That's going to slow you down the next round pretty good because those could be, you know, yeah. resources you were counting on, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so overall, what do you think of this set? I like Vulture with Quick Strike, but I think overall it's a little weaker than some of the Nemesis ones we've seen, I feel I, like. I agree. Yeah. I think so. Um, it's got I mean, nice art. I like the the look of the green and the... They've got Vulture captured pretty nicely in the art, so that's good. Yeah. I like the little um, feather ruffle around his neck. That's nice. Yeah. That's a good touch from the suit. Yeah, it gives him that real Vulture look. It really does. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll give this a you know a B minus kind of set. Yep. But it could have like a really, like I said, a really fun impact on the game, like at certain times. You could have epic vulture where he takes out your whole team. Your whole team <laughs> or takes up your best stuff and yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, thanks for all that learning, Steve. That was great. Yeah. I, I like Adrian Toomes. He's clearly the oldest character in the game. I appreciate that. Yeah, there's one point uh, age-wise where he's fighting Spider-Man and he has a stroke. Wow. And Spider-Man rushes him off to the hospital to try to save his life. And he, and he does. Of course, Vulture does not appreciate Spider-Man's efforts. So he's, you know, he's like, I'm still going to get you. But uh, yeah, it's a sign of his age, I think. So Inter- that's, that's really a cool little side note. All right. Yeah. Well. How do you find us in our secret layer, Steve? I'll tell you. We're at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. On Discord, you will find us as Jane, The Truth, and Big Foam Loaf. Now, if you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Steve, take us out. Spider-Man will pay for interfering with my plans!